0: Not by my... Amen.
1: things. And so there was a medical study that did prove the validity of speaking in tongues. So in 2008, the University of Pennsylvania released findings from a medical study proving that the practice of speaking in tongues is sourced by the Holy Spirit. I don't know how... In this study, participants' brain activity was monitored while they spoke in tongues, giving the medical researchers insight into the parts of the brain that was active while speaking in these heavenly tongues. And the results they said were astounding. And speaking in tongues as ABC News accurately states is an ancient practice mentioned in the Bible. The Apostle Paul called it speaking in the tongues of angels. Jesus' Apostles were first said to do it at Pentecost. And this spiritual phenomenon that Andrew that Dr. Andrew Newberg while at the University of Pennsylvania set out to find an explanation for what most regard as unexplainable and while trying to discover the relationship between faith and science, his study quickly ascertained that speaking in tongues is absolutely not regular language. Newberg stated to uh, ABC News it's not language. It's not regular language. At least that would normally activate the frontal lobe of the brain. So he said, he he shared the, the heart, the meat and potatoes of his study, and he said that if we're really going to look at this very, very powerful force in human history of religion and spirituality, I think we have to take a look at how it affects our brains and what's changing or turning on or turning off in our brain during those extremely deep and powerful moments of faith. And remarkably, he discovered that what's happening neurologically looks a lot like what they say is happening to them spiritually. When the test subjects prayed in their native language, meaning English or Spanish or or whatever, their brain activity indicated normal behavior for speech in the frontal lobe. However, when the same test subjects prayed in tongues, the brain activity showed something extremely different. The scan showed that the frontal lobe, the part of the brain that controls language, was active when they prayed in their native tongue, like English, Spanish, but for the most part, it felt quiet when they prayed in tongues. So Dr. Newberg confirmed this finding saying, when they are actually engaged in this whole very intense spiritual practice for them, Their frontal lobes tend to go down in activity. But I think it's very consistent with the kind of experience that they have because they say that they are not in charge. It's the voice of God, the Spirit of God that's moving through them. The study found many other fascinating findings that affirm that speaking in tongues is a truly spiritual gift and not a mental practice. And so if you want to see, you can Google ABC News and the ABC News piece on medical study about speaking in tongues.
2: That's interesting. I I really don't have a a comment when it comes to... uh, Well, anything that's truly scientific is going to agree with the Word of God regardless, because when it didn't, then it's science so-called. But when it agrees with the Word of God, then to me, then it's true science. When it comes to the spiritual things, though, I just... You know, I sometimes I have my reservations as far as having people who aren't of a faith come in and observe. You know, like when people come in with cameras and Pentecostal churches, you know, to uh, take a, a film of their service and to of them praising the Lord. I, you know, I I feel uncomfortable with that. I think when it comes to the Lord giving Him praise, and giving Him honor and glory, we're not on display, you know, as, as some type of show for people. But some people take that as a you know, type of almost entertainment. You know, so I have my reservations, but I believe as far as they can go, as far as being in the natural, they are in agreement with God. So I consider that to be true science.
1: All right, someone sent me this article. Last month, uh, Memphis High School senior Brandon Allen was crowned homecoming royalty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Homecoming Queen and King is a tradition based 100% on students' votes. But at the students at White Station High School in Memphis, Tem- Tennessee decided that it was time for a change.
2: So now they have a gender list, and A neutral <laughs> title.
1: Uh-huh. Brandon <laughs> Allen was crowned for, uh, recently Homecoming Royalty. And he put on a gold dress. Mm-hmm. And the crown and his high school posted a picture of him in the dress on social media holding a bouquet of flowers with a crown and uh, the photo had hundreds of comments and and shares on the school's Facebook page Um, the school also tweeted the picture it had drawn thousands of likes and the students of the students choice of who they wanted to support as homecoming royalty um, well, I guess that's them. Right. We're, in that,
2: we're in that stage. You we're know, in that I, I'm
1: still wondering, I don't know, was there a, Was this a homecoming queen or a homecoming king?
2: Nothing. Royalty. The... Just playing.
1: So it was, I know royalty. it says royalty, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, they usually are in pairs. <laughs> yeah, but
2: I guess this guy is swinging both ways, so he he didn't need a partner. It doesn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> guess it's
3: two and one.
1: <laughs> All right now. All right, somebody gave me this article Uh, recently. um, A British court upheld the firing of a Christian doctor for failing to use the correct pronouns for transgender patients. Mm. And the British court ruled that his biblical beliefs on sex and gender are incompatible with human dignity. So David Makaroth, he was a doctor for 26 years, And he was dismissed last year from his new job, and that goes to show you, if you've been in a position for 26 years, don't take another job because you're on probation and you could get canned. Yes. So anyway, he was dismissed from his new job as health and disability assessor with the department for work and pensions after telling a superior that he would only use pronouns that reflect a person's biology. The Christian Legal Center sued the government on his behalf, arguing he was improperly dismissed and that the department had violated his freedom of thought, conscience, and religion protected under the Equality Act of 2010. But a British judge in a September 26 decision ruled that it was Macareth who violated the Equality Act. In our judgment, refusing to refer to a transgender person by his, her, their birth, Sex or relevant pronouns, titles, or styles would constitute unlawful discrimination or harassment under the Equality Act, the decision read. Macareth had asserted his deeply held religious belief. Now, why don't you look up Genesis chapter one, verse 27? Macareth had asserted his deeply held religious belief in the Bible, specifically in Genesis 1. 27 was protected under the Equality Act. So Genesis 1, 27 reads,
2: So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them.
1: But the court's decision said that Scripture itself conflicts with modern law.
2: Yeah, God's word conflicts with with law. I said, what are you talking
1: about? Belief in Genesis 127, lack of belief in transgenderism and conscientious objection to transgenderism in our judgment are incompatible
2: with the word of God.
1: Human dignity and conflict with the fundamental rights of others specifically. So God's
2: word conflicts with human dignity. The word the word of God, he who created us and, and de- designated who we were. Now that conflicts with man's idea of who he thinks he is. Yeah. And what did you say in Isaiah? Woe to them that strive with their maker.
1: Meaning that they go against the Lord. They
2: go against what God has done. You
1: strive against the Lord. Right. And you you know, buck up against him.
2: Yeah, all You're these people, trouble. right. All these people talking about the Lord made a mistake. The so Lord said, okay now. He's given us warning.
1: Anyway, moving on. So another article was sent to me about uh, Democratic presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke. And recently, beginning of October, uh, he pledged to end the tax-exempt status of churches and religious organizations <laughs> that oppose same-sex marriage <laughs> if he is elected, well, saying that it is <laughs> a necessary step to
2: promote human rights. We talk about opening up a can of worms. You can't, you cannot dictate to people their faith. But then if you take away their taxes status and then tell, require them to pay taxes and they're still a religious institution, you just accomplished what you said you didn't want to, to have accomplished. You just mixed church with state. I mean, and this guy, you definitely don't want to elect him for president because he, he doesn't have a uh,
1: Sense. So this was a town, uh, mm-hmm. CNN's town hall on LGBT issues, and there were eight other candidates who participated, although only Beto O'Rourke and Senator Cory Booker were the only ones that were asked the tax-exempt question. But that's crazy. And Booker refused to endorse the yanking of church's tax-exempt status, but O'Rourke quickly embraced
2: Oh, oh yes, he, he probably would. He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yes, and I was
3: reading a post on Facebook about this guy. He said, I am a Christian. How in the world do you expect me to support and vote for a party that is so anti-Christian, anti-Christian free speech? Every Democratic presidential candidate supports abortion full term. They are all in favor of infringing on religious freedoms in the name of human rights. When in fact you are trying to force me to change my religious beliefs to fit how you want to live your life. He said, I don't care if you want to be gay and marry a gay partner, but don't try to force me to rewrite what the scripture said just because you don't believe in it. Believe what you want to believe, but stay out of my religious freedom. And he went on to say that the Democratic Party is going so left till it just really is scary.
2: Yes, I mean, it, it, they're going beyond common sense. They're going beyond rational thinking.
1: So um, uh, this article goes on to say, just think of all the groups whose tax exemptions Beta would have to revoke: Catholics, Eastern right. Orthodox, Mormons, Evangelicals, Muslims, American, Protestant Jews, Protestants, Muslims, Pentecostals, Traditional Jews, Methodists,
2: and guess just think. So they revoke the status of all those organizations, denominations, and they're all paying taxes. And so they all now have a political platform, and now they're truly involved in government decisions because now they're paying taxes as institutions. So now corporations have been uh, retitled as living entities, and now churches can do the same thing. And then they can back their candidates with financial backing like these corporations are doing and send their lobbyists out. The very thing that the person was trying to avoid going to take place, but I don't see how anybody can vote for that individual for for being the president. He's worse than Trump.
1: I think even Mm -hmm. Trump
2: understands the separation of churches. I don't think
1: it really helped him. Um, Herschel York, a dean at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, criticized O'Rourke, saying so O'Rourke doesn't care how many people you feed, clothe, educate, protect, shelter, serve, or save. If you don't bow to the sexual revolution, the government will make you pay for having a conscience. First Amendment notwithstanding. <laughs>
3: right. Well, Trump said at a recent Values Voter Summit, he said, We don't worship government, we worship God.
2: Right. I mean, even he has, I give him credit for having that much sense. I mean, these people, oh my goodness. And
1: then another article was sent to me about uh, the prosperity gospel. Oh, um,
2: prosperity.
1: And I don't know, it was like, um, Prosperity Gospel draws the ire of rappers T.I. and Killer Mike at Jamal Bryant's megachurch. So it was the promise of blessings for donations that rapper T.I. said triggered his now viral smirk as guest preacher Bishop Hilliard pressed congregants to give sacrificially two Sundays uh, for two Sundays at New Birth Missionary Baptist Church speaking on his Apple podcast Exped- expeditiously. Expeditiously <laughs> with fellow rapper killer Mike, T I explained his facial expression, noting that Hilliard passed the pastor Emeritus of New Light Christian Center Church in Houston had the nerve to say, "Come on, y'all, get your blessings heard." Heard? And, yeah, and that's what he was saying. Are you telling me I have to give a thousand dollars for the Good Lord Almighty to hear my blessings? That's <laughs> uh-huh. probably when I made the face as he says, "Get your blessings heard." He said, Ti. So sort of reminds, okay. sort of reminds of the time. Clifford Joseph Harris. Okay.
2: That so reminds you of the time when people used to, have to pay for their salvation. You know, you pay so much money and you can, and they guarantee. In your place in heaven,
1: he said, This is extortion. At this point, you're telling these people they will not be blessed unless they give their money to you. And this is the problem I have with black churches. But That's I
0: mean, not, it's not, not, it's
1: not it's not a black right. church issue. No, it's, it's not. And stay up in the middle of the night, and right. turn on, turn on uh, those camp meetings. You, and right,
2: you can go to just, just about any church, period. But I don't know why he's having a, why he makes it a racial thing. I just I, this bothers me how people just. Take an issue, and all of a sudden it becomes a, a racial it issue.
1: Like a Even though black
2: church that it, was, it might have been, um, it might have had primarily black congregants. But just because your congregation happens to be primarily black, that doesn't make you a black church. That makes you a church that basically has black, black people. people or black congregants. Yeah. Because I don't understand when they say black church. If you're following the Word of God, whether you're white. Asian, whether whether you're brown, you know, whether you're red skin, it does not matter what color your skin is, it's a church that follows the word of God. So, what are they saying, Black people follow the word of God differently from white church which follows the word of God differently from a yellow church which follows, that's so crazy to me. To identify the church by race. We're all part of the body. Right, it should be identified by the word of God, whether or not you're following the word of God, what your faith is based upon.
1: So the article goes on to say that T.I. and Killer Mike, who are currently the two of the nation's most high profile and outspoken rappers on social issues, and after watching Hilliard's presentation along with several other celebrities who showed up at Newbert's Missionary Baptist Church in Stonecrest, Georgia to support an installment of fellow rapper Kanye West. Sunday service, they both agreed that Hilliard used the gospel to con churchgoers out of their money. It's not that I have a thing against pastors or against preachers, so to speak, said T.I. It's just I've been raised in the trenches and I was taught to peep game. You ain't going to run no game on me. I will not be extorted. The prosperity gospel teaches, among other things, that believers have a right to the blessings of health and wealth. And they can obtain these blessings through positive confessions of faith and the sowing of seeds through the faithful payments of tithes and offerings. Well, but that's now, not, I don't think tithes and offerings—that is different than right. sending in what the press, what some of the preachers say, are seeds. Seed.
2: Right. Yeah, and, and they don't. I, the way that they phrase this, they, they don't have an understanding of the word of God because the Lord tells you how to and prosper. And and, in those methods, that's not what causes a person to prosper. When you obey God's word, when you seek after the Lord, when you put him first when you consecrate yourself and serve the Lord with all your might, all your might, all your soul, mind and spirit God automatically will cause you to
1: prosper. So, uh, you know, Benny Hinn recently, remember we talked about this uh, earlier this month, renounced the prosperity gospel and said that it was an offense to the Lord. I think it's an offense to the Lord. It's an offense to say, give $1,000. I think it's an offense to the Holy Spirit to place a price on the gospel. I'm done with it. I'll never do it again, ask you to give a $1,000 or whatever amount, because I think the Holy Ghost is just fed up with it. And I think it hurts the gospel, so I'm well, making a statement. now
2: the people are thinking that i uh, um, <laughs> no, at least I think that I'm talking about but listen, I don't care if a preacher says give a thousand. See, I don't think that's prosperity gospel. So maybe he said, I'll never ask you to give a thousand. I think if a person says give a thousand dollars in order for the Lord to bless you, you have your request before the Lord, you have something that you want God to do, the Lord says he loves a cheerful giver, you want to prosper, and then they tell you then give a thousand. But the Lord might say, there's someone in here who can give a thousand. I, I really, really, truly don't have anything against that, because it's up to the individual to say if they're that person or not. But to say if you don't give it, or because you give it, that's when your prayer is going to get answered. That is what I have a problem with.
1: So Ti explained how he was invited to, invited by Wes to support his Sunday service. But when he arrived, he, along with his wife. And two chains were directed to the front row of the church. He said, after he sat down, he began to feel a bit suspicious about why would they want us to sit up on the front row. Yeah, I didn't say anything. I sat there patiently. Jamal was still preaching at the time. Jamal never asked for money, not one time. He did, however, say that there was going to be a very special service today. And when I heard him say that, I think he's talking about Kanye. T.I. Yeah, said that special guest, however, turned out to be Hilliard, who announced that his sermon would be about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Hilliard then made a presentation, including a slideshow, that seemed like a pitch to investors in a corporate setting, T.I. said. he Then he tells a story about a time when he was a preacher and the church's budget was in a five-figure deficit. And he said, I had the money. I didn't have it for that. And immediately something told me, you've got to fill that deficit. And I said to myself, "But I don't want to." And he said, "This. This is what he said." And the thing is, when the Spirit talks to you and tells you to make sacrifices, you've got to do it fast before you talk yourself out of it. T. I recall. And he said, "Huh? <laughs> I mean, to tell me if I'm compelled to do something that I tell myself later." with my rational thinking mind that I can't afford to do it, I shouldn't listen to my rational thinking mind I should just go ahead and dive in face first in the frozen lake
2: I, you know, he, he said the opposite of what I thought he was going to say, I thought he was going to say if you hear and you know it's the voice of the Lord telling you to do something then your rational mind shouldn't be talking out of it if you're walking by faith and so he's saying that he had the money, but he didn't basically, he, if he had to think about it, he wouldn't want to do it you know, I, I, I've seen people who are in those types of situations. But when God tells you to do something, the Lord might tell a person, help this individual out. Because he says, you might see somebody in need, i you going to shut up your bowels of compassion. That's an ordinary situation. But to tell a person their blessings, their just as a general rule, their blessings, the increase God's favor is based upon how much they give or give each month. That's contrary to Scripture.
1: But, by the same token, you have to know the voice of the Lord.
2: Right, and you have to know the Word of God. So, so you know, people have to read the whole uh, Bible, not just the New Testament, not just the four Gospels, not just the Old Testament. They have to read the whole Word of
1: God. You know, because I've heard a lot of people say, I don't know if it's God telling me to do that, or if that's me saying I should do it. I don't know. Well, you, know you have to really know
2: the voice of the Lord. You right. have to know... And if you're that much in doubt, you have to Go to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord for guidance and he will give you the guidance. He will tell you. I know, I know some people, I've heard people not believe that the Lord actually talks with a person, communicates with a person. The Lord will tell you in a minute, let us reason together. Ask for understanding, ask for wisdom. You know, the Lord loves to communicate with his own.
1: So recalling the view he had, T.I. had from his front row, C.T.I. explained, Oh, prior to Hilliard making his appeal for 20 people to donate $1,000 each, that there were different people walking up to the stage like strippers. making yeah. a variety yeah. of donation amounts. They laid down 20s, a couple hundred. But hundreds, see, whatever I, don't,
2: it was. But to me, I don't understand when he said like strippers, because I think about Paul. He had this thing about taking up offerings, you know. He, he, he didn't like a lot of fanfare. But when he had to do it, when he had the churches get together, they would come up and lay their donations at his feet. Not that they were worshiping him. They were giving that as unto the Lord. Well,
1: I think that was different than, you know, I wasn't there. I don't. I didn't hear this Pastor Hilliard speak, so I don't, I don't know. But if it's anything like Mike Murdoch, <laughs> I should imagine... How he feels. And right,
2: send in your $58
1: a month. My the the voice of
3: the Lord. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from Ecclesiastes 12 and 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is whole duty of man.
2: Now, ain't God all right? God is all right.
1: does the world learn righteousness? And the answer is when God's judgments are in the earth. And that answer can be found in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 9, which reads, With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. This week's food for thought is, what do we need the Lord to teach us to do? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.